Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing so great, Catherine. It's a great night for all SAG after members. Let's do a slow clap and slow celebrate. Clap it up. We are partying tonight. Folks, it's episode 124 of The Long Finish and SAG AFTRA, the actors' union that's been on strike for 118 days, has reached an agreement with the studios as of today. We're taping this on uh, Wednesday night, November 8th. I'm just going to get right into it, Catherine. It's my inspiration of the week. It's the last five months or six months. My gosh. I've been on strike. Folks, listeners, fans, friends, people, humans. I've been on strike since May 2nd of Oof. this year with the Writers Guild. As a SAG member, 148 days as a writer, 118 days as an actor. No, it's been terrible for everyone involved. No one wanted this, but I'm inspired by the negotiation committee, the leaders. I mentioned Duncan Crabtree Ireland in the past on the show. To zoom out on this moment, just you know, for me, Catherine, and we'll get into this wine. You and I have talked about this off air. This has been such a isolating time so ever since the pandemic. Uh, and this industry has been a part of that. I felt like, you know, you feel like you're often alone. And so the the silver lining of these picket lines has been going to these pickets and seeing humans aligned to accomplish the same goal, experiencing some of the same things that you've experienced. You don't feel alone. And I feel like that is, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this sense of loneliness in the 2020s. Yeah. I definitely feel it and so to have an opportunity to meet new people could hear their stories meet up with friends instead of doing drinks which we're doing tonight you do walks it's been really inspiring you know i think you've you know i've talked about it yes i i i witnessed it i felt it when i was there you know and unlike even when you used to go on an audition and you see you know 20 people that look like you sort of auditioning for your same part this is so different I mean, you've seen, you've met people of all ages from all different kinds of parts of the city, different backgrounds, like all kinds of people that are in the same industry. I think that's what's been so cool. Been cool to meet people of different ages, different genders, commercial actors. But I also say those 20 people that look like you, that you're competing with for jobs are also your good friends because you see them the most. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it is nice to run into those friends as well and catch up and see how their families are doing. I have no idea what the deal looks like. I have no idea what the next stage of entertainment is going to look like. But I think there was the conversation back in May about the, the studio saying they wanted to drag this out so long that people would lose their homes. People would lose their apartments. That has happened to people. you know, And that's really, really tragic. I will say one of the silver linings is these picket lines are galvanizing force because it's let people get together and realize, you know, to make this happen, we have to be unified and have to be have our strength in numbers. So my takeaway the last five months, as difficult as it's been, has been sort of reaffirming of why you, I spend time in the business, you know, because I like, I like people and I like humans. So congratulations to SAG. After congratulations to the WGA, we will be continuing to fight for uh, our, you know, behind the scenes 
cohorts next year with IATSE and Teamsters. The union solidarity continues. But tonight, we celebrate, and Catherine, we celebrate. We weren't going to talk about Thanksgiving, but we're celebrating with, with, with a great bottle of wine tonight. That's yeah. also perfect for Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's what I got the wine for. And yeah. then we found out, oh, this is happening. And yeah, I was exactly. like, well, you're going to be happy to drink this anyway. Oh, it's a Riesling. We love Riesling. This is Peter Lauer. It's the Riesling Barrel X from the Saar Mosel in Germany, vintage 2022. A delicious pick for Thanksgiving and a delicious pick for tonight. One of my favorite things about Riesling, other than the nose and the palate and all of that, is that sometimes, and this is a good example, it can be lower alcohol. This is 9.5%. Love that. Insane. Oh, Love it. it's just so light. And, you know, you can have that second glass. It's great. Um, I, w- I will. I will yeah, be. Please. Tonight, tonight I will tonight be. Tonight you should. But I picked this because I'm so excited when it comes in every year. When we, I've been buying wine from this producer for a long time. And back in the day, it wasn't so hard to get. But like now everybody wants this wine. This is Peter Lauer's kind of, I guess, entry level wine. It's from four different villages within the Saar. And the Saar is a subregion of the Mosul in Germany. And most of it is a state fruit. Some of it's purchased, but it's meant to feel like it's drier. It's on the drier side. Although once you sip it, you know, okay, there's got to be a lot of residual sugar in this. It's just that the acid is ripping. But this style is a little more unusual for the Mosul. That Mosul tends to be lean a little bit on the sweet side. That's lower alcohol, a little bit sweeter. And then this just rides that line of, is it sweet? Is it not? Which is perfect for Thanksgiving. Oh, it just goes with all of those sweet spices and vegetables. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm Thanksgiving's two weeks away. There's, there's our food pairing right away. Yeah. So this is a German wine. Did you mention this? I certainly hope I did. It was from Germany. Yeah. So Germany. My, my head is spinning because I, I'm, the strike has ended. So I, no. I'm gonna, now I'm going to lock in to you. How, how are you? Hi. I'm before doing, before I'm, we go into the wine, how, you're doing good? I'm I'm really good. We're not sleeping at all for those who are listening at no, home. The, it's the, so bad. Is everyone's everyone daylight, daylight savings? Oh. This the day after daylight savings. The kids savings. slept in. Sli- <laughs> the kids slept in. It was so good and every day since there since then has been a nightmare. Pre 6 a.m. Well, they were 4:30. There there was a there's a, a a wonderful parent at our son's school. He was also in a TK class and he was talking about how the daylight savings had messed his son up. Now he, the son is no longer sleeping until eight o'clock at night. In the morning. Oh my gosh! Stop talking, <laughs> dude. Stop I almost, talking. I almost lit him on fire. Oh it's eight a.m. I've never had one child sleep to eight a.m. You have a child who sleeps to eight a.m. at and you're daylight complaining savings. about it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, our kids were sleeping till seven a.m. before this, and now. You would think they'd be sleeping till 6 a.m., but they're not. They're getting up at 5.30 and 4.45. What is happening? Our four-year-old is now coming into our room because he's scared of the kid's bathroom, and he comes into our bathroom. Turns the light on. And he, and he sits in there for 30 minutes, and nothing happens. Nope. 
He just sits there, and he comes out, and he leaves the door open. And meanwhile, our, our other our two year old is in bed with us too. It's just, it's it's awful. It's just awful. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I guess you know, really really bad. I think I got, th- and I'm also working. I'm doing as everyone knows the Esther's events for this year, and it's a very busy time. And I'm up till one thirty, two in the morning, drafting emails. And I get three hours sleep. I'm just, it's just not, it's just not sustainable. It's not good. Not good. <laughs> it's not, not good. good. But you know, I love them. Our four-year-old turns five next week. Yeah. So we've couple plan- of days. Catherine's done a great job planning the birthday party, which is a Star Wars theme. Star Wars theme. I And I wasn't going to get party favors. You know, we've gone cheapy on those in the past, but I couldn't help myself with the Star Wars theme to get the Star Wars Pez and these Star Wars little bags and the Star Wars glow-in-the-dark bracelet. It's really fun. You can just kind of go for it. The cake topper, it's too fun. Last Friday... The three boys and myself, you were um, with uh, on, a, on a date with a friend. Your good friend Jenny, who's in town from Chicago, who helped start the long finish with us. She filled my cup. Thanks for coming. I um, missed you. And we watched The Rise of Skywalker. We finished the first nine films. Our kids have finished the first nine films of Star Wars. They're very into it. Uh, it's fun to watch. I've ne- I'd never seen The Rise of Skywalker, so that was fun for me. And now this weekend, we're going to be full force Star Wars for the birthday party. So... Great weekend. Your parents are coming in town. And we're gearing up for this run into the holidays. So to bring it all back to Thanksgiving, this is the one you got to be bringing to your party for Thanksgiving. Wherever you're going, if you're hosting, if you're going somewhere, it should be this bottle of wine or it should be a Riesling. Correct? Am I correct? Absolutely. And and for years, uh, there's lots of different ways to go with Thanksgiving. We've done a few episodes. We've done episodes every single year on what to pair. And, and we'll talk about that next week too. But Riesling is always in that category because it's just a great food pairing wine. High acidity, which makes your mouth water and you want to eat more. It's really aromatic. The nose just jumps out of the glass. The palate is light. It's not overpowering. And often it has lower alcohol and can be really refreshing. So it's perfect to pair with Thanksgiving. Now, the only issue is getting some of your friends to cross that threshold of Riesling. You know, because people have some preconceived notions that they don't want to drink Riesling. They don't like it and it's sweet. And uh, my friend Mariana, who leads the wine program and is the GM at Casilla next to Esther's, well, she deals with this every day because she has so much Riesling on her menu. And that is what really pairs with their food with Southeast Asian bistro food. I mean, lots of spice and flavor. This is a thing. And she just says, you just got to put it in their glass. Don't tell them what it is. Just put it in their glass, then start eating. So that's the recommendation for Thanksgiving. If you're worried, if your friends might not like the Riesling, just brown bag it. Just put it in the brown bag, (laughs) open it, say, I'm going to pour this for you. Let's just have it with our dinner and see what you think. The reason I like this particular one, too, is it's from a a great producer. Peter Lauer is in the Saar, in the Mosul. So in Germany, there are 13 different wine regions. Mosul is one of those regions. It's in northwest Germany, and it follows the course of the Mosul River. Within the Mosul region, there are six subregions, and one of those is called the Saar. S-A-A-R. 
and it's where the tributary of the Saar meets the Mosul. So it makes sense. Really, really steep slopes in the Mosul and really in the Saar, lots of cold wind. You're getting frigid, frigid air, but lots of sunshine in these south-facing vineyards. A lot of the wine that you're seeing from there has a sweeter style than this does. But that's why I like this particular producer, because I feel like he rides that line really well. The winemaker is Florian Lauer, and there are some of the Rieslings he makes do have a sweeter bent to them. He also makes some sparkling Riesling that's in made in the champagne method, and it's absolutely fabulous. We have had that at Esther's in the past. Everything is practicing organic, native yeast fermentation. Everything is picked by hand because the, the terraces are so, so steep. That that's all you could do. You couldn't run a machine up there. But it's really a special region. And this being as entry-level wine, it doesn't break the bank. It's not crazy expensive. The only trick, tricky part is there's not that much of it. People love it. He has this crazy cult following. So it's not exactly easy to get. You have to kind of poke around for it. But now it's out. Now's the season. And we do have a bit at Esther's. So cheers to you. Does it work as like an allocation for you? Or just because you've been in business with them for it so long? It does. It does. But these days, so many folks know who... There's so many more allocated wines these days because there's less wine to go around and a lot more buyers and a lot more people who are on to these special wines. So yeah, it is allocated. Apricot, peachy on the nose. It has that petrol, that it has that plasticky pool toy thing that's so appealing. Mineral component. Palette is peachy and apricotty, but it goes away really quickly with just that kind of acidity dancing over your tongue. Mouth is washed completely clean in a few moments and then just left watering for more. It's so, the purity of the fruit is just gorgeous. People talk about the the czar having intensity without weight. That really deep core, but then freshness, lightness. And that's here with this wine. It's such, it seems so simple, doesn't it? It seems so simple. Mm-hmm. And so pleasing. Like it just has like a real pleasure center to me because you, you get to know the fact that it's nine percent point five percent alcohol, the hint of RS. It's great. It's a great wine. You, what do you think? You have a case at Esther's? I I might have a little more. Okay, a little more. The only problem with this my wine is that it's so refreshing and you know it has less alcohol, you just you're just gonna go right for it. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> the that. The bottle has I'm doing no that. chance. Yep. We are also enjoying it tonight. Um, it's a chance to catch we're up. Celebrating, I mean, yeah, and we're we celebrating. haven't talked at all this week. Celebrating ships in the night. It's just chaos here right now. So it's great to sit here with you and have a glass of wine. We talked about food pairings. Any more specifically about Thanksgiving that might go great with this? You, you also talked about if it's not just traditional Thanksgiving, Thai food, things like that are just perfect for Riesling in general. Lots of spices, lots of flavor. I was thinking spiced yams would be so good with this. It'd also be good with all those kind of earthy things. Earthy Brussels sprouts, you know, that are herbaceous. The fruitiness of this kind of lifts off that. I think in the past, you know, I mentioned that Riesling can pair really well with 
one of my favorites, bean stew. Again, it can be contrasting, you know, it can be the sweet, the sweeter, pure, linear thing that cuts through something kind of earthy and dense, like vegetables, or it can pair with the sweetness and the spices like you might have in with sweet potatoes or something. Great with turkey. That gravy could be kind of heavy on there, you know, and the turkey is meaty and dense, and then this just sort of lifts off. It can go with everything at the table, which is why it's perfect. You've often said in the past that Riesling is like a sommelier wine. Is it because it's actually sort of like a palate cleanser from a lot of times you've just been tasting bigger reds all day? It's a palate cleanser. It has wonderful acidity and so many psalms love that. The nose is always so intoxicating because it just jumps out of the glass. And it's a wonderful food pairing wine. I mean, when in doubt, it pairs, you know, it's champagne is great like that too. But Riesling pairs with all those things that are difficult to pair. And generally, Riesling is pretty affordable. That's the thing too. People haven't gotten onto it yet. So a lot of times the prices can be lower. Haven't gotten onto it yet or like you said, are somehow have a thought in their head that they're scared, scared of, it. of it. They're scared that it's sweet. And and sure, if you're just sitting around not eating anything, maybe something might seem on the sweeter side, but once you start pairing it with food, it feels just right because the wine should always be sweeter than the food. Otherwise, the wine is going to taste flat and bitter and dull. But if it has more sweetness, then both things taste better. So, you know, if your mom's making that corn pudding, that there's some sugar in that. You know, in that baked yam casserole with the marshmallows on top, there's some sugar in that. You know that there's got to be a wine that can, that can hold up to those things. This will do it. And it'll still cut through all that other stuff. Talked about the fact you can get this wine at Esther's. I'm sure some other local wine shops around LA, around the country. You can find this wine. Definitely find some great Riesling. It's actually, it's imported by Vom Bowden. And they have a wonderful website where you can read about the producer and they have videos so you can meet Florian Lauer and and see the vineyards. And that's a great way to learn more in depth about this winemaker. But they also have a link on there that says where to find these wines. So they will list people that have the wines in different cities. Oh, that's amazing. Which is cool. Very cool. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. So go to the uh, wherever you get your podcast and listen to the, to the show. Look for the website. Be sure to post the bottle on our Instagram at the long finish. And let's, you know, go full steam ahead to Thanksgiving and into the holidays. All right, let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I mentioned it off the top. It's the end of the strikes in Hollywood. I just want to reiterate how necessary these strikes were. I don't know if you saw, Catherine, that one of the last sticking points was the fact that there was a clause in there that said if you were a series regular or made more than SAG minimum, that you had a, a body scan that the studios would pay you one time for and they would own the rights to that scan for your life and beyond your life. 
So the fear was that they would be making movies of people once they died and just putting in their, you know, scan of their body. So, That's freaky. Yeah, it's very, very scary. You know, the threats of AI are real, not only for entertainment, but for so many businesses. And in that way, SAG was fighting to help themselves, protect themselves, but also protect workers all over the world. So hopefully this is a way uh, of shining a light on the rest of the people to be like, listen, stand strong for yourself. Obviously, the strikes, as I said, were have been a grueling five months. We'll see it all shakes out in 2024 in the years to come, but inspiring to have an opportunity to sort of stand up once in a generation thing to stand up and say, hey, these things are wrong. We need to, to correct those. Let's unify. Let's stay united and make some real change. So happy to be a small, small part of that. And um, hopefully it leads to some brighter days in the future. So celebrating with this Riesling. Catherine, what do you have? Well, I'm inspired by a book. <laughs> What's new? This book my mom sent to me. It's called All the Beauty in the World, the Metropolitan Museum of Art and Me by Patrick Bringley. This was a lovely read and so inspiring in a way. This gentleman, Patrick, was a guard at the museum uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art for 10 years. And he, he talks about why he got into this job, how it served him at the beginning, how that changed all the lessons it taught him by, you know, what he was doing and also by standing by some of the greatest, more, most historical art in the world. And it's a fascinating book. It makes you want to go see art. It makes you want to be around beauty. And I learned so much from it. It was fantastic. So I recommend going to a museum and I recommend reading All the Beauty in the World. That's a book I might check out. I do think you would like this book very much. And I can just put it from my nightstand to yours. (laughs) Just put it right on top of my New Yorker piles. Yes, I will. On top. Yep. And I will say this, Catherine. We had a goal podcast to start the year. Well, you had a goal. I asked you how many books you'd like to read this year. And I believe you said the number was? 25. And you've already done that, correct? Yeah, I read 28. Met your goal. Congratulations. Celebrations all around, right? That's it. Enjoying ourselves with some Riesling on a great week. All right, that's it. That's it for episode 124. Episode 124 is in the books. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to The Long Finish. If you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, give us a little gift for the holidays with a review. That would mean a lot to us. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram, and you can find The Long Finish there too, at The Long Finish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. We should be back next week with another Thanksgiving-related episode. You guys going to have a feast this year with some great wine, some great food. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have a great week. Be happy, be healthy, and happy drinking. Ciao.